Good morning, good morning, Charmers. Welcome back to another episode of The Charming Libra. I am your host, Tasha, and I hope everyone has been having a wonderful weekend, that you guys had an amazing full moon eclipse in Taurus. I apologize for that episode, to be honest, because I realized later that I said the wrong date. I said the 20th, and I meant to say the 19th, so, I mean, I'm sure you guys were aware, because obviously I'm sure you guys follow, like, astrology stuff, so I'm sure you picked up on that. If you didn't, I really apologize for that. I don't know where my mind was, but I said the wrong date. I meant to say the 19th. Um... Anyhow, (laughs) welcome to Sagittarius season. We are officially done with transforming deep Scorpio. I hope everyone really worked hard on their shadow work during Scorpio season. Truly was able to transform the things that were hindering them in life. Um, I know that it was a very powerful thing for me. Um, but I'm definitely kind of glad we're out of it now because as it was going, I felt like it was getting more and more intense. I felt like the full moon was actually quite nice and I don't know, it it was like, it was calming for me. It was weird. (laughs) Like I almost like had forgotten that it was a full moon because usually it's like a little more like chaotic and stressed, but I guess maybe the Taurian energy, you know, really made me feel comfortable and relaxed and all that good stuff. So (laughs) I'm not complaining at all. It just seemed like it kind of like calmed down that Scorpio energy for me. But yeah, I wanted to come and do this episode before the holidays. You guys, can you believe it's freaking Thanksgiving on Thursday? Like, I'm excited. I don't know about you guys, but it's like, (laughs) my natural path, you know, um, she told me, she was like, you know, although, you know, you're working on, you know, your, your, your nutrition and everything to heal and stuff. She was like, I don't want you to be too hard on yourself for Thanksgiving. So because that is food that you usually cook yourself and foods that you've had all your life, indulge, have fun. Like, don't go like to the point where I'm eating like five, like 10,000 calories, of course, but she just said, enjoy it. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to enjoy it. You know, like these are foods that I only have once a year. So I'm going to indulge, as she said, and just truly be present. I have uh, my family that I'm going to in the morning, and then we have a Friendsgiving later on in the night. So that's going to be fun. It's going to be nice to catch up with everyone. Um, so yeah, I'm excited. I finally, we finally rather, um, have moved into the new place. That's why I've been pretty absent. Um, it feels so much better, but everything is still kind of chaotic. Like I got to unpack again. I still have stuff I got to grab from the car to move into here and, um, get everything organized. Cause right now it's just like, organized messy kind of you know like that kind of gives like that's like a trigger for my anxiety whenever things are like too cluttered 
but I'm so happy that we got out of that house, you guys, you don't even understand, like, it was crazy, because, um, they so-called renovated that house that we were in last, and I was so excited to get in, and as I, you know, was moving things, you know, my husband had moved everything, but I got, I had to go back and do the small things and clean while he was at work, and I realized there was so much black mold behind, like, the, like, the calendar that we had up on the wall, pictures, under the sink, you guys, like, stuff that we didn't even realize was happening, and I was like, fuck, maybe that's why I'm having all these problems, you know what I mean, I've never been in an area that had so much mold before, and um, <clears throat> that was part of the reason why we left, besides um, we had some some person, um, I don't know if they they need mental help or something or um they're you know, they're homeless or but they kept trying to break into our home and the neighbors were letting us know that people kept getting in through the gate and we just had had enough. We were just like, um, it's just not safe. I no longer felt safe there. So once I had heard that when my husband was <clears throat> excuse me, when my husband was at work um, I would go um, to my mom's house. <laughs> I was like, fuck all that. The last thing I need is to see someone like staring through my window and, you know, like having to worry about like being jumped when I'm leaving the house to go run errands or do appointments or go anywhere, you know, it just felt uncomfortable. Um, I also no longer felt like I vibed with my gym over there because I don't know if you guys know, like 24 hour fitness went bankrupt, especially during COVID. And so it pretty much shut down all of the um, 24 hour fitnesses around except for the one that was by my house. And it had just become so overcrowded. And you guys know how I feel about that. Like, I don't mind being around people, but when it's too long and the energy, like I feel like chaotic energy and the people are coming in giant packs of groups where you can't even like get in a good leg day. You can't get in a good arms or anything like you just can't do anything there because it's overcrowded um, no matter what time you go. Like I think there's only one time I went really early and it wasn't so crowded, but like I had went at eight o'clock one time and it was packed and it's even more packed when it's like from eight, I would say all the way to when it's almost about to close, which it, it hasn't been 24 hours since uh, COVID, so they close at, like, 8 o'clock or 9 or something like that, and so I was like, fuck that noise, so I quit that gym, and I just last night, once we finally got settled, joined LA Fitness, so I'm hoping that, you know, that works out, because luckily there's a lot of those around here in each part, like, in each um, city, so you don't have people coming from all over to that one, uh, but yeah, I'm excited to get back on my grind and get back on the health. But of course, um, I'm going to exercise, but I'm not really, you know, I'm just eating balanced right now. I'm not going to sit here and like, oh, let me go on a diet. Uh, no, like my nature has said, it's one day out of the year, which is usually Thanksgiving is like the feasty one and Christmas, which you also enjoy, but it's not as much food. So, um, I'm going to enjoy myself, and I hope you guys do that, too. Um, and I also, uh, since this is the Sagittarius opening season, and, of course, Rising Edition, 
Um, I bought a new, uh, um, Oracle deck that I have been in love with, you guys, in love. So I'm going to use it for the Sagittarius season read, and it's called the Sacred Self-Care Oracle by, um, Jill Pyle. I really love it. Like, the art is gorgeous. It's, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's very me right now. It's, it's what I'm connecting to, you know, because I just need to really take care of myself, and I just love, um, everything that this deck has in it, um, so I hope you guys enjoy it too, and I think there's nothing wrong with self-care, I think we all need it, you know, we all need to take care of ourselves, because sometimes we get too focused on the grind, but yeah, let's go ahead and jump in, so Sagittarius season, this is a mutable fire, you guys, a mutable fire sign that just, you know, I look at it as, you know, the different types of um element, right? So there's also there's like cardinal, there's fixed and there's um mutable. So this is how I look at the fire edition of the modality. So I feel like the cardinal fire is like a I would say it's just kind of like how can I put that? I feel like it's like a campfire in my opinion a little bit, right? It's just like like a bonfire. It's burning bright. It's it's like somewhat it's not really contained somewhat. It's just kind of burning brightly, big and like around like some rocks and stuff like that. I consider a fixed fire um like in like in a containment, so like a candle you know, that's fixed fire to me. That's surrounded by glass. It's not really going to get that big. It's just going to, you know, kind of stay like small and just like burn at like its own pace pretty much. Right. And it, you know, it goes through to the end like that. It doesn't change. It doesn't do anything. It goes through the end. The other one, uh, like, the, like I said, the carnal, like bonfire, that one's burning really bright and like it's, it just makes you feel good. It gives you energy. And then you have Sagittarian fire, which is mutable and is like a wildfire. It's not a contained fire. It's a fire that's out of control. It's a fire that's traveling everywhere, right? So that is what we're, we are working with for the next, you know, season. And so Sagittarius to me, though, I feel is a happy time. Why? Because it is ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter is a very jovial planet. It's very, you know, it's a very big, happy planet that's about, you know, luck and expansion and growth. And that is pretty much what Sagittarius represents. It's a very, you know, it's a very fun sign. It's a very, it's a sign that, you know, they are travelers. They love culture. They love, they seek knowledge. They love to learn. They're very philosophical at the same time and very, like, intelligently deep, I guess you can say. Like, they always kind of want to know the meaning of life. They kind of want to know what else is out there. You know, they're very inquisitive they're they're very curious about life they don't like to be stagnant at all you will not really see Sagittarians living the same life like their life 
changes constantly and that's what they love. That's why it's hard to, they're hard to get grounded with because of that, in my opinion. Their symbol, the arrow, you know, it's, you notice how it's facing like upward and that's because usually when they have their eyes and their minds set on something, they shoot that arrow into the sky and it usually will lead them to where they're trying to go. So that's how I see that as. And I think it's a very beautiful um, kind of analogy of them going after what they love and what inspires them and, you know, what they their goals and just everything, you know, it's, I'm looking forward to this, um, season because, you know, like I said, like, um, I have a a Jupiter and Sagittarius. And so I just, you know, I love it. Um, I have Sagittarian energy in my chart. Um, but it's just like, it's a wonderful, it's a, it's just a wonderful placement. All of them are amazing placements, um, or, or signs rather, there's no bad sign, you know, there's no perfect sign. And I know we see a lot of that in like, um, memes and stuff. Uh, that's why sometimes I can get annoyed with that because it's like, um, I was even when, when it came to Aries, cause you guys know, like Aries, I love you guys, but I just had some bad experiences, but I'm, I decided not to allow that to destroy any, um, you know, like friendships, of course, because I don't, I, I never want to be the person that's like, oh, if they're like, oh, what sign are you? And I'm like, what's yours? And they're like, oh, Aries. I'm like, Ugh, oh my God, I can't talk to you. Like, I would never do that. That's just ridiculous. You know, like everyone is different. Everyone's whole chart is different. You can't just really base it off of a sun sign. And <clears throat> Even though I had my bad bouts with it, um, I decided that I need to really start um, opening to that sign. And, you know, I I truly realized that, you know, like Aries, that energy can kind of run through me even because I'm a Libra and you express your, you know, your um, opposite sign. So I need to actually embrace that. And I want to actually embrace that part of the Aries where things are getting done, I'm on the ball and I'm consistent with it. But yes, this is the rising edition, of course, and I always start with the, um, let's see, the rising crystal for Sagittarius. Let's see. I guess I'm... uh. Uh, let's see. Okay, here we go. Let's see what your rising sign, those of you who are Sagittarius risings. Ooh, you guys have topaz. So it says meeting the world. And also this is from Judy Hall's Crystal Zodiac. Use birthstones to enhance your life. Um, I, I don't know why I didn't read this during the sun sign, but I don't think I had it because this was, this book was actually gifted to me, um, by my massage therapist that I was working with, um, a while ago, like years ago, but anyways, um, meeting the world, it says yours is a restless ascendant prone to acting on the spur of the moment. The number of questions you ask is the first thing other people notice about you. The second is how often you put your foot in your mouth. This is a tactless ascendant that speaks before thinking and needs the assistance of Judea's Topaz. 
So yeah, one thing that if you want to hear the truth, talk to a Sagittarius because they're they're brutal. Like they will say what's on their fucking mind and they don't sometimes they don't realize they it's spilled out of their mouth until it's too late, but they can be brutal. So this is interesting that Topaz will help that. It says with your questing mind and have an insatiable curiosity about the world and a deep need to find find meaning in it. You are in defad indefatigable traveler I hope I said that indefatigable traveler and usually have a bag packed just in case you don't hide behind a mask you merely move on for Sagittarius ascendant the grass is always greener somewhere else this is not the most organized of ascendants indeed you can be haphazard to say the least, but you have the knack of coming out with some great ideas and innovative solutions, and you make an an excellent and entertaining companion on life's journey, happily adjusting to new circumstances and meeting fresh challenges with with enthusiasm. I feel like that Aries gets more of the credit for being accent prone when it's really like Sagittarians too. They're actually kind of worse when it comes to that because Sagittarians like they're ve- they're just very impulsive. Um, Aries is too, but Sagittarius is just even more so just because they just have like that knack of, you know, I have to try everything in life, you know, like even if it's something that might get them hurt and they can be crazy and not really think it out, they're, you know, like so go with the flow, you know what I mean? That it's just like, eh, we can try it. Nothing will happen, kind of like laid back energy. So add that with like an impulsive, like, person who loves to try different things you can you end up getting hurt sometimes you guys so those of you who are Sagittarian ascendants be careful with that especially if it's like like imagine if you're a Sagittarius rising and an Aries sun Woof! talk about some craziness there probably a ball of fun though Okay, so confidence tricks. Your ascendant crystals hope has fills you fills your life with abundant joy, cutting through any doubt or uncertainty. It sheds light on your path, um, highlights your goals, and taps into your inner resources. This astute crystal imparts confidence by instilling trust in the universe and teaching you how to be rather than to do. So fairy godmother blessings, an insatiable curiosity and irresistible sense of adventure accompanying you into the world. Ruled by Jupiter, you have a a philanthropic um, spirit and you are a natural teacher and philosopher, but you may have to rein in a tendency to overdo things. Your ascendant crystal topaz assists in discovering your own inner riches and and sheds any negative negativity you may have picked up on, on life's journey. The Sagittarius mask. The mask you don't you don't to face the role is one of happy-go-lucky, insocious, and non-commitment. From outside, you may appear untrustworthy simply because you do not always live up to your obligations or pr- promises. Tobas can help you to overcome this and a tendency to use half-truths and a little white lies to cover your tracks aligning with your innate love of truth. The Sagittarius Ascendant Meditation. So hold your topaz to the right side of your head with your left hand. Allow the expansive energy of the topaz to flood through your mind and to synthesize the two sides of the brain, bringing logic into harmony with intuition. Allow your mind to expand and take you on a creative journey. Be open to whatever wants to show itself, remembering that for you, traveling hopefully is an important 
is as important as arriving. When you have completed your journey, place the towpath aside and sound yourself in the good in the in your body. Ground yourself in your body once more. So this is a very good crystal to work with, you guys. Um, slash jewel, um, because it seems to really kind of harness that you know really wild fire type like energy. It seems to be quite um, grounding for you guys, allowing you to kind of think before you speak and all that good stuff. So that was it for the rising sign of the Sagittarius um, rising crystal. Now let's go ahead and jump into the rising of the... So if you're Sagittarius sun, basically these are all the rising signs for your um, sign, which goes through, excuse me, which goes through all 12 of the zodiac signs with the Sagittarius sun. So this is the Sagittarius sun and its rising sign personality. So this comes from the book, The Secrets of Your Rising Sign by William Lamb. You guys, I really wish I've been looking up and down for a better um, rising book. Like this book is good. Don't get me wrong because I love how it goes through um, each, all, uh, all 12 um, Zodiac sun signs, but also using the sun sign and going through all 12 of the Zodiac rising signs of how it's going to be. So it's a great book for that. That's why I chose it. But I feel like that, I don't know. I feel like I wanted something to be more deeper, you know, like to really understand the rising sign. And that's, I have not found anything with that. I found one book, but when I looked at the reviews, it got really poor reviews because it was uh, labeled that it was, it was too um, dated, like old school sounding. So, and I don't, I'm not about that kind of stuff. Like I want it to be obviously pulling from things that, you know, astrology has been over the hundreds and thousands of years, but I also um, want it to be more modern because sometimes the way they talk, um, it's hard to follow with that kind of stuff, or they have like, it's more based on, um, what is it? Stereotypes, that's it. And it's like, I I know you guys don't want to hear just nothing but negative stuff because I feel like some books praise certain signs and some books just shit on others. Like, I feel like um, Aries, um, Geminis, Scorpios, Capricorns, uh, Aquarius even, um, get shit on, like, really bad in, like, things that focus on stereotype while they seem to glorify, like, Pisces and Cancer and... Um, oh, I will say Leo's get shit on too. Um, what else? Uh, not really, really any of the, I will say like maybe Sag, um, Virgo sometimes, Taurians and all that stuff. It's just like, some of those are just over glorified and it's like, they have bad sides too, people. (laughs) Like, um, especially I feel like out of anything, I feel like Pisces is, is the most glorified and, and they're great. Don't get me wrong, but they have a fucking shadow ass side really, but they have some, some of the worst shadow sides in my opinion. 
um, even worse than Scorpios out of the water signs to me sometimes. And that's coming from a Pisces moon. So I, I know because I, I've done them. I've, I've, I've grown up doing some of them or I've done them, you know, and sometimes don't realize it or I catch myself doing it. So yeah, anyways, <laughs> let's jump in. So of course, Sagittarius sun sign, November 22nd to December 21st. And it says, Sagi Magi Ragitarians are the hop, skip, and jump winners of the zodiac. They're optimistic, forgiving Pied Pipers who inspire everyone with their winning ways and their Pollyanna spirit. They're immune to disappointment, where some people would throw in the towel, these happy go lucky folks skip away merely with an uplifting gleam in their eye, and a, it's okay, we'll do better next time attitude. I completely agree because I feel like the Sagittarians I know, they, I don't know what it is and maybe um, others have other experiences, but I don't think I've ever met a depressed or a sad and like, like a very sad, like Sag that's just like, I'll never make it. I'll never do this. It really is like that because my sister is like that. And usually like, yeah, if shit don't go, if shit don't go her way, she don't dwell on that shit like I do. She does not dwell on it. She's just like, oh, oh, well, goes the next, right? She also is a Scorpio moon. So that's like, <laughs> that's like also helpful too. Um, but it's just like, I, I just haven't met one. And one of my best friends is a Sagittarius. She was the same way. And she's like, oh, it's okay. You know, like, um, I even can sometimes uh, have that like, I can be very optimistic, but once I'm like in my feels and like all like that, I still can get down. So I feel like I don't embody that part of it. But as far as sometimes having to look at things through a positive lens, I do do that a lot though. That's been me since growing up. I'm like, come on guys, we got this, you know, with other people, I guess you can say I'm like that, but with myself, sometimes I'm like that. And then sometimes I get in my feels, so but, you know, kudos to you, Sagittarius, because, like, it takes a lot of, I feel like, confidence and self-awareness and love to really be able to just be like, oh, it's okay. It wasn't meant for me. Next, let's go to the next one, you know. So, kudos to you guys. Um, okay, let's go ahead and jump to where I was. Um, okay, so they're range-roving, freedom-loving, wild things, reveling in the outdoors and given to short moments of stomping frustrations like a horse and a coral. But their frustration passes quickly. They see no promise in negativity. They're flat-out inspiring with oodles of good luck, making everyone feel as though they'll miss an opportunity of a life lifetime if they don't jump on board. They earn compliance and cooperation with the promise to share the wealth. And, boy, do they know the power of promise. This is what makes our this is what makes or breaks Sagittarius. Knowing how important it is to make a promise and follow through. If they promise only what they can deliver and deliver what they promise, they're beloved by all. But at their worst, Sagittarians are the embodiment of the silver tongued devil, becoming bogus tomorrow's another day conmen, promising the moon but never delivering. Usually they're completely well intentioned not purposely deceiving or misleading, but they do find it easy to exaggerate and the possibilities. Their, undi their undying optimism get gets in their way and overshadows their realism. 
leaving with them the overinflated expectations. Now, this is the fucking truth. <laughs> Sadness. Okay, that, that is the one thing that would annoy the fuck out of me because the ones that I have dealt with, um, they're just flaky as fuck. Like, and, and it's not surprising because Gemini is your sister sign and Geminis are like that. But I think, I feel like Geminis, when they'll say they'll do something and then they'll be like, oh, okay, I'll do it. And then just ghost you, right? They're not going to pull through. They're flaky as fuck or they're late as fuck, right? But Sagittarius, y'all, you guys, you guys are what I call the mouthpiece of the Zodiac. And if you don't know what a mouthpiece is, it means you're basically someone who will like basically make lying look fucking amazing. And no one will know it because they believe that you're telling the truth and that you're going to come through with what you say and you fucking don't. And then when you get called out on it, you're like, oh, you know, like, oh, well, oh, well, I have to, I'll just do it later. Or, oh, well, you know, find someone else. Like, you guys will do that shit and just uh, kind of like stunts people. So you're like, motherfucker, like, <laughs> are you not sorry for lying to me? Like, you basically like had me going. And then now all of a sudden you don't show up for that. You don't do what you said you were going to do. And it's just like, oh, oh, well. Like, you don't give a shit. Like, it's rude. It's not right. And I would say the book is right that that is one of you guys' biggest downfalls. Like, you guys can't sit here and charge up someone like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this and we got this and I'm going to do this for you. And, oh, my gosh, we're going to make it look amazing. And then just act like you never said that the next day and basically don't show up for that. Like, that's not right. Like. I've been played by a Sag like that before where they're like, oh, we're going to do this and do that. And then like when the time came, I'm like, oh, we're going. Oh, no, I got other plans to do. And I'm like, you just fucking said we're going to do all this fun shit. And now you're going to you got other plans. Like, what the hell? Like, yeah, it's not cool. Not cool at all. Okay, so um, much depends on how firmly their feet are planted in reality. If they keep it real, all is well, but their internal optimism is a tempting mistress we all feel better when the outcome looks promising when their objectives are practical and their promises are with reason sagittarians are at the best at their best able to able to earn cooperation and sometimes adoration and never lacking for a multitude of volunteers eager to ride with them to the winner's circle it's usually early in life that Sagittarians develop their wonderful feelings of well-being. They feel their God within early on, usually fueled by an adoring parent or even more likely a doting grandparent who serves to bolster their already vigorous self-esteem. And herein lies another pitfall for these well-intended people. If these adoring adults don't rein in bad behavior and end up becoming overly permissive, Sagittarian children develop a very inflated opinion of themselves. They can become spoiled and grow up to be arrogant adults thinking they should go to the front of the line without ever learning the rudiments and earning their spot. Even though they're sometimes lucky enough to do just that, dis- discipline yeah, discipline is respect still need to be taught in the formative years with a little humility and an acute awareness that is that is 
that it was their kind deeds in times past that laid the groundwork for their good fortune and privileged um, space in the sun. They are beloved by all. So, yeah, Sagittarians are, like I said, they're, they are ruled by Jupiter. So a lot of lucky stuff comes to them. Like, a lot of, like, like especially when they put in action with it, it's like, I feel like they are one of the signs that kind of like Capricorn that when they put in the work, it's just things just come to them so easily. And although I feel like Capricorns put in hard work and that's how they build their wealth, I feel like Sagittarians, it's like they kind of just... I feel like you guys follow your heart and do what you love and your money follows you to that. You know, it's almost like a walking manifestation. If you think about it, like you put your mind to something, you, you don't let people hold you down. You don't settle for less. You don't settle for doing a job you don't like. You follow your heart, you do what you love and you end up making wealth over that, which is amazing. But with that, like it said, I feel like it comes you guys feel entitled because you're so used to, you know, like having that, you know, like things always seem to kind of work out for you guys pretty well that you guys feel entitled that people should do, uh, do things for you or do whatever you want them to do. Um, and if they don't, you guys get kind of like rude with it, you know, or kind of a little selfish with it, you know, so just watch out for that kind of stuff. I'm going to take a sip of my water. Have you heard that's my water bottle straw? So sorry. Okay, so let's jump into Sagittarians born around dawn. This is a Sagittarius with a Sagittarius rising. Even when they're big and round with a jolly old King Cole demeanor, these people trot on the balls of their feet. It's nearly impossible for these saddle-up folks to hold their horses, even when they hear a chorus of Nelly. From the peanut gallery, anyone who's willing to love these Sagittarians' smile, smiley faces, while allowing them all the freedom they crave in life, will be loved right back in the most delightful ways. Double Sagittarians are double-pied pipers, always ready to follow their inspirations and to inspire others to go along with the plan. With vivid dreams and a love of the outdoors, these Sagittarians are light, light and lively with the best attitude in the room. They've, they've a downwind scent for danger, and with nimble agility, they sidestep problems and bound on downrange unscathed. Where some people run and hide or attempt to fight fire with fire, double Sagittarians find the silver lining, turning on the charm, and go with the flow. They've learned that is. It's hard to argue with someone who radiates facility, felicity and refuses to frown. Sometimes their redness to the hair or skin with a smiley face, long-legged, I love Lucy demeanor, but with Sagittarius propensity for a sweet tooth, big, round, and jovial Sagittarians are not uncommon. Either way, their wacky, happy-go-lucky enthusiasm inspires a stressful outcome. So, um... Because Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter, um, it's basically saying that it's not uncommon to see one that's overweight. And in medical astrology, you look to see how your Jupiter is aspected because that can that can um, usually determine um, weight gain, kind of like because Jupiter um, it, it it is gassy, it expands and 
it grows in medical astrology terms. So like, I think it's like, if your Venus is like ill aspected to your Jupiter, usually that's a sign of like, you having some like obesity issues or weight gain issues or something like that. Um, but yeah, either way, they're wacky, happy-go-lucky, enthusiasm inspires a successful outcome. However, Sagittarians with Sagittarius rising usually need to slow down. Look before they leap and avoid arrogance at their ter- at every turn. Hopefully they learn that holier-than-thou behavior simply leaves missed opportunities and bad impressions. This is true. No one likes a stuck-up person. Their good luck and optimism should engender benevolent deeds rather than arrogant attitudes. But coming out on top time and time again, snatching victory from the jaws of defeat, can overinflate almost anyone. And these Sagittarians um, are no exception. If they're overconfident and high-handed, always testing their luck with the catch-me-if-you-can attitude, They'll alienate people who otherwise would be their loyal comrades and compatible partners. Opportunity is always chased away by arrogance and conceit. So the key for double Sagittarians is realizing that their winning ways are not an end, but a means. Living up their aspiration and benefiting others as opportunities arise increases the the positive energy that's already so abundant for these winners of the Zodiac. So basically, you have double that mutable fire if you're a Sag, um, Sun, Sag rising. And yes, you can, like Sagittarians, their shadow side can be arrogant. They can be very arrogant and, as I mentioned, very flaky and think they're better than other people. And no one likes to be around someone like that. So you have to really be careful with that and understand that, you know, it's your optimism, your happiness, your passion for life that draws people to you. If you, you know, if that's just what motivates people when they see someone like that. But if you're on the opposite side of the spectrum where you think you're better than everyone because you're having these experiences and that you look down on people, it's a sure way to basically be like lead a lonely life pretty much. Okay, so Sagittarius born shortly after dawn. This is a Sagittarius with Capricorn rising. So these people are truly double-edged swords. Sagittarius is sweet and positive, but if they're not careful, Capricorn can be sour and negative. Taking care of business comes easily here, but keeping a positive outlook while giving the devil his due is essential. If these people are heavenly kind in their attitude and earthly wise in their deeds, they end up being in charge and beloved by their underlings. But they're the two-sided coin personified, sometimes bouncing back and forth between positive Sagittarius and negative Capricorn. The sweet demeanor of Sagittarius is tempered and challenged by the dour, calm, cold, and collected approach of a stone-cold, sober Capricorn personality. A A responsible approach with a winning attitude is the road to happiness here. They're usually very effective at managing people and things, but keeping it positive might be the more difficult. If they'll put a positive twist on a sensible explanation, they accomplish the most monumental projects because they think big. Still Sagittarius with Capricorn rising might always dance back and forth between the sweet and the sour, and and if so, all is not lost. The earthly stabilizing effect of Capricorn lessens the willy-nilly tendencies of leap-before-you-look Sagittarius, so these folks are much more dependable than other Sagittarian types. 
Capricorn and the wise old goal always feels the the burden of responsibility, but Sagittarius knows to keep the light. They feel the urge of war between work and play, but if they can take a break to center the rege- regenerate their energies and look at their lives objectively, their Sagittarius perception enlightens Capricorn's practicality, and the res- the result is a masterful administrator with a vision for the future. This is why they're usually found out in front of the wagon train giving direction with an inspiring inspiring smile and waving the wagon forward. Sometimes these Sagittarians climb so high on the ladder of success that they lose touch with the little people. It's important that they remember that they're beginning and giving support and encouragement to people with less authority. How they treat their underlings is the key to their character. After all, Saturn the boss, Mr. Take-It-On-The-Chin of the Zodiac is Capricorn's ruling planet and forgiving benevolent Jesus Jupiter rules Sagittarius. So chapter, uh, so character is what these people have come to learn in this life's destiny. They mustn't forget to support the underdog. Their confidence in others is apparent in their ability to allocate. They show themselves to be masterful, masterful administrators by trusting their underlings to get the job done. And they're less prone to do-it-yourself syndrome. Though the Capricorn exterior can be dour, their Sagittarian hearts definitely show what it is to be kind to animals share a soothing word and care for living things if they'll smile loosen up and let their Sagittarius show the sky's the limit so this is just basically sounds like a grounded Sagittarius um Sagittarians already are people who shoot for success but when you add a Capricorn in there I feel like it grounds them to kind of I don't want to say stay in one place but to kind of kind of not really be all over the place like mutable is this is a fixed um I'm sorry this isn't fixed this is a cardinal energy so it gives them more um ideas and kind of a grounded way to approach it compared to like it says the impulsive leap before you look of the Sagittarians so um I feel like this is a this is a great placement in my opinion because um a lot of the most complaints that I usually hear people who deal with Sagittarius is that, is that they don't settle and they it's hard for, to keep them in you know like one spot while this placement though seems like it kind of it kind of takes away from the full on happy go lucky Sagittarius and kind of adds that kind of analytical side to it you know what I mean like well this isn't working like you know like bah humbug or something like that so I don't know it it seems like a grounding placement um that still is focused on status and making sure they're successful and everything um of both signs so hold on I think my cats are trying to break down my door so let me put them in really quick Sagittarius born mid-morning is a Sagittarius with Aquarius rising. Here comes the Pied Piper with a friendly magnetic gi. I I kind of like that guy. Oh, I'm sorry, G. <laughs> oh my gosh. G, I, I kind of like that guy personality. These people are inherently able to put their best foot forward. Their grinning and gripping skills always elicit a positive response how do you argue with the winning attitude that makes you feel like you're a part you're part of a, 
of the team. With other sun sign combinations, the big attitude Aquarius personality might be argumentative, but a sweet Sagittarius sun sign negates much of that. Sagittarians always know the power of a promise, but Sagittarians with Aquarius rising have a knack for delivering on their promises in razzle-dazzle electric light bulb style. They're in tune with the promise of tomorrow and the opportunities that lie just over the horizon. Their perceptive Sagittarius envisions a completed project before it's begun, and they're superb at inspiring others to climb on board. These are the people who rally the community with invaluable magnetism. They join organizations and associate well. They excel in many vocations, but find particular reward in management, athletics, and the military. As it is true with all mid-morning births, these optimistic Sagittarians live in their tomorrows. They'll definitely sacrifice today's reward for tomorrow's promise, so they don't usually have a lot of hang-ups. They always look at problems or disappointments with a let bygones be bygones, tomorrow's another day attitude. They always feel like tomorrow's where the fun is. Where's, where's the pleasure in gripping, brooding, or moping? Sure, they might get a, a bit down now and then, after all, they're only human. But there aren't many snags that can burst their bright, high-flying Sagittarius bubble. The one thing that can rile their stiff spine Aquarius is a one-way power junkie, a me-me-me, all-take-and-no-give-glory hog. These Sagittarius, uh, Sagittarians, all-for-one-and-one-for-all, team player outlook, and spread it around evenly, aware, awareness prohibits such a nonsense. So they need to sidestep these people buoyantly and bound on on downrange. Time spent in needless um, confrontation is always better spent in the company of, de- of delightful friends and associates. Planning the next project or kicking up their heels in full party mode. And these Sagittarians born mid-morning know it. So this sounds amazing because this is just like a perfect mixture of you know, that happy-go-lucky Sagittarius, and then that hard-working, let's-make-change Aquarius, um, but the only thing that was kind of, I don't know, red red flagish to me is, yeah, I think it's great that you don't dwell on when things go bad, but if you constantly want to override that, which to me is also both a Sagittarius and Aquarian trait, then in a way you kind of won't figure out like what went wrong. It's almost like avoiding your feelings, in my opinion, with with optimism. And um, that's okay, but sometimes you need to be able to allow yourself to feel that, feel what went wrong, feel those emotions, the anger, the sadness, and all that stuff. But then after a while, after you feel it, you're like, you know what, tomorrow is another day. You know, we have another chance instead of like, you know, like blowing everything off, because to me, that's how you become like really stressed out and kind of detached and, you know, not really understanding where you went wrong. But that's, that's just me here. All right. So next one is Sagittarius born around noontime is a Sagittarius with Pisces rising. If forgiveness is heavenly and leads to earthly peace, then freedom-loving Sagittarius with delicate, kind-hearted, and whimsical Pisces rising is a good match. This is the winning disposition tempered by the peacemaking cosmic traveler. 
Pisces is delicate, gentle, and devoted to caring for living things. The Florence Nightingale of the Zodiac, and with the happy-go-lucky Sagittarius ego, the Pisces personality reaches out in compassion to lend a hand without any unflattering, look at, look at all the good I'm doing, showiness, or nobody noticed, poor me, me tired of These Sagittarians are often inspired to create beautiful things and are wonderful at producing lovely, graceful images, whether it is in the floral shop, a photograph, or even, or maybe even the motion picture industry. But even when they're hard at work and less glamorous vocations, there's still a movie star quality in their manner. From a photogenic aspect in their physical presence to their charity towards those less fortunate, any career offending them a people helping purpose usually suits them just fine. They're wonderfully motivated to create a green leaf effect. Sagittarians born around noontime have a bit of a golden horseshoe, four leaf clover, good timing in life, but their delicate Pisces personality usually responds to recognition with an endearing humility. Their manner is unassuming and empathetic. That they're wonderful listeners, genuinely interested and concerned. However, as is inevitably the case with heavenly kindness on the no-pain-no-gain planet Earth, it always comes with unfounded earthly fears. There is an anxious fretfulness deep within these Sagittarians that leads them to seek security wherever they can find it, leaving them vulnerable to overly controlling people who promise a safe harbor but deliver a prison. There's a bit of a chicken littles, the sky is falling anxiety in them. A Pisces personality needs to take heart to show courage and above all, be objective. Their lives are all about learning how to keep the peace without caving in. The typical peaceful Pisces aversion to confrontation is at high tide here. And in tandem with Sagittarius, it serves them quite well. They learn to align themselves with people who are willing to set aside personal differences for the greater good. And this is exactly where these Sagittarians need to be, in a circle of associates or a line of work that allows them to devote their energies to doing God's work, creating a bit of a heaven on earth. So this creates a very empathetic, um, compassionate Sagittarius. And um, the only thing I see is that um, you guys, because you have that Pisces in there, Pisces has a hard time setting boundaries. They can end up being used and abused. And so I would say if you're a Sagittarius with Pisces rising, you need to definitely learn how to create healthy boundaries toward people so that you are not used. Because with you having that Pisces placement, you're more, you know, like sensitive and empathetic and giving and you want to do things to help people. That's why it says, you know, you're creating that heaven on earth. But if you get with the wrong person, they will try to tie you down and imprison you and abuse your kindness for your weakness. So definitely take that into mind if you have a Pisces placement. Okay. So Sagittarius born early afternoon is a Sagittarius with an Aries rising. Can't wait to hear about this one. Let's see. Happy-go-lucky Sagittarius with a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed Aries personality. The two brightest smiles in the zodiac. There's apt to be a charming physical appearance here and a trustworthy childlike honesty. What's not to like about a forthright, nothing-to-hide, show-and-tell attitude. Sagittarius with action Aries rising 
It usually creates an interest in sports, and sometimes these Sagittarians are superb athletes. But even if they're not on the playing field, there's a bit of the agile athlete in the way they go about their day. They're not easy to keep up with. However, though, their anxious demeanor keeps them racing against the clock. Their honest, inspiring, and completely disarming nature makes them a joy to be around. This sounds like it'd be a fun placement. Still, an early bird catches the worm. Aries' personality can overstimulate Sagittarius, resulting in half-cocked and clueless leaps and bounds. Staying centered, focused, and deliberate can be a real challenge for this combination. Sagittarians born early afternoon need to avoid jumping to conclusions and putting their foot in their mouth. Slowly d- slowing down along long enough to let people know make their own point is a necessary strategy here so just think because you already have Sagittarius that puts their foot in their mouth and Aries is the same way but worse um because they're real quick to jump to conclusions (laughs) yeah you really have to find a way to like kind of ground that type of energy Aries almost always brings impatience, and with a raring to go, Sagittarius ego, there's never any time to waste. They literally feel sinful for sitting down to relax, go figure. But there's never a rude motive here. When they show up early in the waiting room to avoid being bothered, they'll simply wander off a bit willy-nilly down the hallway to find something interesting, and eventually someone will need to go fetch them. So it's important for these Sagittarians to be realistic in their planning and scheduling. They try to cram too much into any given time slot, attempting to be all things to all people. They're too optimistic about how much they can get done, so they exaggerate the possibilities, of course. This is merely a reflection of their boundless zest and zeal, but they do themselves and others a disservice when they spread themselves too thin. Forgetting that Rome wasn't built in a day, they they end up keeping people wanting. Early to bed and early to rise is often in the Sagittarian's ballywick. They get the job done in the cool of dawn and and dole out the day's workload with a smiley face good guy attitude. As long as they refrain from promising for, for tomorrow what can be finished until next week, they'll succeed in any vocation. So yeah, this like I said, this is a seems like a very fun placement of a placement that you have two fire signs, a mutual and a cardinal mixed together. So you're going to have one, you know, that that Aries bringing all kinds of ideas and then you have that Sagittarius that's going to go ahead and, you know, like put it out, like they're going to put it out and then they don't mind changing the ways that they have to do it. They're going to be very active, extremely active. So I won't be surprised if this person is very fit, um, you know, very athletic, like it mentioned, all kinds of sports, all kinds of things like throughout the day. So um, the only thing you guys just worry about is, again, like speaking before you think, because that is like kind of a downfall, I feel like, of definitely Aries and um, the brutalness of the Sagittarius tongue when they get upset. So, yeah. Sounds like a really interesting placement. Like, definitely we'll have to try to find a way to kind of ground that energy because sometimes you need to rest or else you're going to cost yourself injury. So try to use it wisely, you know, because you do have that Sagittarius energy that is um, late before you look. So, yeah, just be careful. Sagittarius born mid-afternoon is a Sagittarius with Taurus rising. 
here's the winning, we'll do better next time attitude of Sagittarius with some sensible stop, look, and listen, Taurus. The banker's patience is a good compliment to impetuous Sagittarius. Uh, while Sagittarius says tomorrow's another day attitude brings an invigorating optimism to Taurus stick in the mud pouty face. The Taurus personality becomes less intense and Sagittarius becomes more down to earth. So these people have more focus and persistence than other Sagittarians, making them more adept at at getting what they want. They're determined and deliberate with the sure footing of the beast of burden, while Sagittarius brightness and good time remain fully intact. They don't promise more than they can deliver, and they don't zip off chasing exaggerated dreams, but the wind is still at their backs as they race toward the winter circle. All the tourist appetites are present here, and they're usually satiated. The Sagittarians often accumulate enough resources to adequately indulge themselves and maybe even live high on the hog. It's their up-against-the-wall resolve and their win- when the going gets tough, the tough get get going attitude that makes these people so formidable. Others see how often their perseverance is rewarded and are inspired to climb on board. And Sagittarians born mid-afternoon are able to explain the mechanics of a project with Taurus's nuts and bolts clarity, so no one on the team is ever left behind or turning to the wrong page. Simply put, they're just darn good at making things work, and being in the right, pa- right place at the right time never hurts either. They're often well-connected in life with an uncanny ability to enhance other people's resources while benefiting themselves. It's a one-hand-watches-the-other snowball effect, where I give you two, you give me four, I give you eight, and so on. Everything goes similarly for Sagittarius. Sagittarians with Taurus rising, as long as they don't sabotage their own good fortune with heavy-handed intensity, which is always a danger zone for Taurus. Lighten up and move along is the message, and get over it. Sagittarius is the perfect antidote for bullheaded stubbornness. There's a fun-loving, easy-spirited sun sign ego here, but the personality can get intense, so letting their happy-go-lucky, saggy-maggy-raggy-tarius shine through is essential. If they lack obje- objectivity, they get arrogant and demanding whether without ever recognizing their lost opportunity. So I'm sorry I'm kind of reading, guys, because my mind goes too fast, and then I start, like, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to explain, but it starts going too fast, and then I start, like, missing words, so bear with me. <laughs> And if they aren't careful, they'll end up sitting in the boss's seat, oblivious, wondering why everyone's looking at them. It's a complete surprise to them when the air of their ways receives correction because they're always so well-intentioned. If there's any mid-afternoon objectivity here to make them aware of how they're being received, all is well. Taurus the bull stamina on Swift Sagittarius hooves should bring them across the finish line far ahead of the competition. So this seems like a placement because we know that Taurus is stubborn and they're very slow they're earth sign they take their time and they don't want to move unless they want to move but when you have a Sagittarius sun Sagittarians are still the go with the wind as it mentioned and the Taurus grounds them but it doesn't ground them enough where they don't do anything if anything it kind of enhances Taurus because it will get Taurus to kind of get out of their head of being stubborn, like, no, I'm not going to ask me this way, you know, because 
you have fixed energy here with mutable, right? And this is what where that exhales because fixed gets things done and mutable has different kinds of ways of doing it where it's not going to get them stuck, right? Because with fit with mutable, they're going to be like, oh, okay, this didn't work. We're going to try it this way compared to fix where they're going to be like, we have like, they're, they're very like straight, you know, they're like, we have to do it this way and they'll keep going and going no matter how long it takes them until it's done. And they have a hard time changing that direction unless it's their own mind that has thought like, okay, this isn't working. Let's change this. Right. So I feel like both of these energies work pretty well together um, with completing things. Okay, so uh, Sagittarius born around sundown, Sagittarius with a Gemini rising. Okay, so sweet, optimistic Sagittarius born at obliging, I don't want to be alone, dinner time with an icing on the cake, jitterbug, Gemini personality. What's not to like here? These are among the most pleasant, people-pleasing individuals on the planet. They're always aware of how they're being received and are magicians at adjusting themselves to whatever situation is at hand. With a youthful appearance and a spry, quick-minded intelligence, they flit like hummingbirds from person to person and place to place and from one quickly conceived idea to another, leaving people charmed by their unassuming good nature. They're genuinely interested in the people around them, and it shows. People usually give them the benefit of the doubt because they're so harmless and obviously well-meaning. Even when they mindlessly ramble with Gemini chatter, they found to be entertaining rather than annoying. And when they ask for information, that's one of their business people seem to open up like blossoming flowers. They're apt to be especially interested in sports from fishing to football and in subjects with philosophical or religious overtones. They read up on the subjects that interest them and are always willing to share whatever information they have. Boy, are they willing to share whatever information they have. Oops, I hope we're not describing a loose tongue. Obviously, that's what it is. (laughs) These people are gifted journalists, professors, counselors, and chaplains. They're philosophical Sagittarius and they're quick-minded instructional Jim and I give a natural ability to inspire people with their intelligent information and enlightened ideals. They can be found wherever there's information to exchange. They excel as librarians, writers, and long-distance truck drivers who play the silver-tongued devil on the CB radio. There's probably a love of the outdoors here as well as if their work doesn't take them outside, they'll probably be there in their leisure. But there's a need for more serenity. These folks are so high strung that a rest easy, all is well, faith in life is all but totally absent. Their insecurities run deep. They need to sit back, relax, and not overdo it with their short-term attention span and their tendency towards no focus, willy-nilly behavior. Yes, they're sincere and sure they're charming, but everything has its limits. They need to avoid letting loquacious and convincing manner be misinterpreted as fanaticism and they need to be deliberate and do their homework with circumstances demand focus it is important to read the handbook before coming to the meeting then they need to do just that rather than show up unprepared and ready to bs their way through if they're up to the challenge of being well prepared these sagittarians almost always proceed to victory so this is obviously you have uh the sister sign as a 
rising sign. So this is interesting. And you have two mutable energies, which, you know, mutable, like I said, they're great at trying different things, but they never really get things done because they get distracted kind of easily with um, some of the things they're, they're doing. Like, they're like, oh, we can do this way, this way, oh, this way, this way, this way, you know, like many different ways and change up many different ways that sometimes it doesn't get finished. It gets, you know, they get flaky. They don't do what they're supposed to do. Uh, they're just more of kind of taking, like, I feel like they just take life like by the horns, they don't really prepare for it, if if you want to say. Um, so I could see uh, this being a very possibly flaky combination, but with good intention. Just because, you know, you have both Gemini and Sagittarius that are constantly on the move and constantly wanting to do different things together. It's like having two besties. <laughs> that are the same exact way where in a way they support each other in some direction, which is like teaching and learning and reading and all that kind of stuff. Like they're very good when it comes to like intelligence and learning, but when it comes to like showing up and actually like, you know, being prepared and doing that stuff, they, they kind of cancel like each other out in a way. So yeah, that's just how I take that. Okay, so Sagittarius born early evening. This is a Sagittarius with a Cancer rising. And it says Sagittarius downright downwind perceptiveness blends terrifically with cautious cancers fill your way along. The these folks have a graceful gen, gentility about about them that's simply awesome and an uncanny ability to merge their perceived understanding with their subconscious woman's intuition to come up with the most hopeful insights about people and things. And there are other Sagittarius qualities that blend well with Cancer's emotions. For instance, Sagittarius straight as an arrow approach is appealingly tempered by Cancer's cagey wiles, creating a bit more caution and a lot less impetuous uh, impetuosity. Where some Sagittarians put their foot in their mouth, these Sagittarians benefit from Cancer's prudence. Where some Sagittarians want to frolic and play and willing to buckle down, these Sagittarians are the willing worker. They're not only lucky, they're happy to do even more than their fair share. Cancer's diligence blends superbly with Sagittarius' zip-zip, flick-of-the-wrist um, expedience. And where some Sagittarians succumb, to arrogance, these people understand that the climb up the corporate ladder starts with the bottom rung. But it's important that they learn to say what they mean and mean what they say. Pretentious and sincerity is all too easy for their la ti da cancer personality. Saying things in an affected or fetishious way is their favorite unattractive behavior. So they need to remember that pretentiousness is unkind, no matter how it's worn. Otherwise, these Sagittarians are genuine treasures. After all, if insincer insinc insincerity is your greatest sin, what's not to forgive? 
Cancer's attraction to public places make for ideal sales clerks if they're allowed to move around, and Sagittarius's attraction to wide open spaces can result in a very successful farmers and ranchers. They add to own property of some sort, whether it's a timeshare or attract a valuable acreage, and sometimes they acquire these properties through Sagittarius good fortune. It's not uncommon for these people to find themselves included in the will of someone they befriended and may be cared for in time of need. With the Sagittarius sun sign, Cancer's highly developed sense of nostalgia often manifests itself in an interest in history, perhaps the history of religions or the history of faraway exotic kingdoms. They might also be interested in tracing their genealogy, but they inherently know that caring for living things is life's highest calling. It's their green leaf understanding of life that makes them so beloved. So I love this. This makes like a very nurturing kind of, um, you know, like intuitive, loving Sagittarius to me for some reason. Like I see this person as being cuddly, a very little cuddly thing that's very deep when it comes to, you know, like questioning life and being philosophical and their intelligence, you know, it just seems like it seems like to me it's a good mix. Mix. I know like water and fire is not the best, but to me I I like it. It just seems really I don't know cautious yet open, you know, but also intuitive yet logical. You know, it's just it's a mix of the best of both. Uh, the best, the best. Oh my God, of both. I can't even talk, you guys. I, <laughs> The best of both worlds. There you go. I kept mixing up the endings of that. I'm going to take a sip. Throat is feeling parched. I hope you guys didn't hear that. But there you go. Okay. All right. So now we are on. A Sagittarius born mid-evening, a Sagittarius with Leo rising. Now, this can be a severe case of overkill. These people rush in where angels fear to tread. Though their striking appearance, robust behavior, and obvious enthusiasm are always noticed, they have a good time, Charlie presence. People, nonetheless, which sometimes at these Sagittarians... Uh... Hold on a second. Okay, I'm back. I'm sorry. Um, I had to. My cats, you guys, are, they are so unique. I love them to death, but they are so unique. Um, They're almost like, I don't know, they're almost like dogs, kind of, but not really. Um, So I have one, you guys, if you're new here, you know, welcome. You're gladly appreciated. I hope you stay with us and learn with us as we go through this astrology learning together. Um, And for you OGs, you know that I at first started out with one cat, but now I have two. And one of them um, is a kitten. They're both fairly young. Like um, (laughs) Daenerys is, she's only one and she, um, her birthday is actually next month on the third. She is a Sagittarius, but she's my little Pisces moon. And (laughs) you guys, she um, is a mommy's girl completely. Both of them are girls. And um, 
she has to just, it's like she, she likes to be, it's so weird. She, she's such a Sagittarius, but, um, she likes to be independent and on her own, but yet she also has that little Pisces connection because we are both Pisces moons where she wants to be around mommy. And right now she is trying to get some alone time from Rainies, uh, because Rainies is my little um, four-month-old kitten, and she is a Gemini kitten with a Taurus moon, and so she's constantly all over the place, bothering her, attacking her, like, not in a mean way, but in a fun way, and Daenerys needs her space, so she is literally under the blanket, under, like, under where my legs are, completely hiding, covered, chilling just laying down closing her eyes and Rainy's on the other hand is all over the place so if you hear a bell that's Rainy's just call her um she likes to play with everything bite everything um she may even meow a lot so I hope you guys don't mind that right now she has found one of our Christmas ornaments and she's in love with it and she's very territorial over it. So like when you try to take it from her, she growls, she will swipe at Daenerys or, you know, like run off with it when we get near her. So we just let her have it. It's, it's a little snowman head with a little like, um, not like a hoodie on it, but a little snow cap on it. So we are like, hey, if it brings her joy, let her have fun with it. So just saying, if you hear noise, because they like to run, jump, and everything, I apologize, but it's like they have to be around me. So um, let's go ahead and jump back in. <laughs> okay, so where was I at? So I'm just going to start out. Okay. So they're full street, they're full steam ahead, locomotives, energetic and powerful. And they roar into the station with, look at me, here I am. Blast the horn behavior that always makes a big Leo impression. Sagittarius with, I can handle it and stand aside. I'll show you how to do this. Leo personalities are near impossible to rein in and manage. They insist on doing things their own way and almost never seem to wear down and that's because leo is fixed energy of course they want to start at the top and if they do if they do it right the first time like only leo can their sagittarian good luck guarantees that they'll get there soon enough after all when didn't the doors of opportunity open to a winning disposition backed up by competent behavior the real key here is a compliment that their smiley-faced, happy-go-lucky Sagittarius ego with a sunny, worldly Leo disposition. Warmth, courage, confidence, and independence makes these Sagittarians very convincing, enabling them to sell their ideas and get all the right people on board with an appealing Pied Piper style. Their striking appearance and fondness for jewelry often grabs people's initial attention and their ability to entertain and sometimes mesmerize ultimately puts them out in front in front of in front or up on the stage they're natural leaders of the pack oh I wonder if that why I love like I like jewelry not and it doesn't have to be like 10 million dollar jewelry like I'm not like that kind of flashy type person but I do love to like my outfits I have to have jewelry with it that's it just makes to me the outfit stand out more and especially I wear um like crystals uh pendants <laughs> um layered 
like I only wear two I don't like having too many crystals all over because I feel like the energy it's like overwhelming when it's like that but I'll wear like two different ones uh you know usually like so I wake up and I go to sleep um I mean I go to sleep with amethyst on it truly is good for sleep guys and dream work and um I've been wearing a beautiful um um, black tourmaline with a moonstone uh, on it too so yeah basically like that but it makes sense because I am a Leo rising so I don't know <laughs> but um, keeping themselves in perspective without coming off as self-centered and inconsiderate is a real challenge they mustn't let their success go to their head there's a fine line between justifiable pride and a good job well done and outright boastfulness. If these Sagittarians across the across that line, they alienate their very people who would otherwise be their best allies. Like all good entertainers, they need to keep an objective eye on how they're going. They're being received. If they're put on, if they've put on a good show, but their audience is still turning away, it's probably because there's too much egotism in the brew. There's no benefit in an obnoxious oppression. Imp- Ugh, there's no benefit in obnoxious impression. All that's necessary is grace and kindness in their purpose. And how can that be difficult with warm, sunny Leo so prominent and sweet Sagittarius makeup? So basically, this is just like a very expressive Sagittarius kind of thing. So um, anything with Leo is going to be grand. You already know. It doesn't matter if you're a Leo rising sun or moon. It's going to be fucking grand. Moon, though, needs the most attention out of both of them, in my opinion, Uh, because that's your emotional thing. That's how you feel loved. That's how you feel secure is when people see you and show you attention and love. Um. But with this, it just seems like a very, like, Sagittarius is already, like, a go-getter. But you put Leo with that, and they want to be like, hey, y'all, like, see me, I'm here. You know, like, be really, like, attention-getter and grabber and everything else. And sometimes, like I said, it can be obnoxious and annoying. Um, I think that's why Leos get shit so much, because it doesn't bother me that they need attention. Like, you guys know I have a Leo friend, and she is... (laughs) she's funny she's very loud and I don't mind letting her have the spotlight because I know that's what she needs to feel good so I'm like hey girl you go ahead and get all the attention you need I I don't need that you know that you guys know I'm like an awkward Leo rising and Libra I don't really care for attention I don't like it I it makes me feel weird um It could be, like I said, from some little traumas that I've had growing up where I would do funny things like that because I used to do things like that and dance and not really be loud about it, but I would like to do like little dances to make people laugh and stuff. And then some people would assume that I'm just trying to be like the center of attention for like guy attention or shit like that and to get compliments. And that wasn't, that really wasn't the issue for me, but yeah, I just... I'm just not into that no more. I feel like I've just kind of like grown up and everything. See, Rainy is just attacking Daenerys and she's in the blanket because she's seen her move. Come on, honey, don't do that. Okay, so let's go to the next one. This is uh, a Sagittarius born around midnight. So this is a Sagittarius with Virgo rising. Now here are some low-key... Oh, something's on my mind, Sagittarians. Or did you know 
do you not know they exist? A modest, helpful Virgo personality is a good compliment to a sweet, optimistic, forgiving, but sometimes high-handed Sagittarius ego. One reason is that Virgo's modesty tempers Sagittarians' easily inflated opinion of, of themselves. These Sagittarians are usually held in high esteem by the little people um, and never lose touch with their underlings. They also never forget to keep an eye on the on the details so they're not as prone to leap before they look. Because they require a reasonable period of time to analyze things before they commit, they don't drive off the cliffs like some other Sagittarian types. These folks are unassumingly smiley faces. They're well-intentioned, eagerly willing to to lend a hand and envious of the spotlight and so live and let live in their approach to life that they're not likely to clobber people over the head with some wacky fanatical philosophy. Their ability to maintain a healthy level of modesty while enjoying Sagittarius success and benefiting from all of the signs good luck is a real virtue. On the flip side, Sagittarius goes a long way in mitigating some of Virgo. The worry warts um, puni- puniness, Virgo's tendency to fall into self-defeating poor me, I just can't handle it attitude is nearly negated with a happy-go-lucky Sagittarius ego. There's no moping around. It's saddle up and we're out of here. These Sagittarians can always find something that interests them. So they're rarely bored. Their minds are sharp and active and they live to, to they live to dissect things. On the job, they're expert problem solvers, and in their leisure, they might enjoy crossword puzzles, quiz shows, or anything else that stimulates thoughts. They simply love to look for a find and then have the answer. You might find Sagittarians born around midnight, expectantly analyzing the racing form, totally convinced they've picked a winner. Their Sagittarian optimism is alive and well. The key to successful problem solving for these people involves finding the bottom line. They sometimes go off thinking that they prefer or jumping to unfounded uh, conclusions. But rushing through information and glossing over things is a never-ending maze. If instead, they'll let the perceptive Sagittarius do some intelligent regular analysis analysis. An accurate understanding would almost magically appear while their undying enthusiasm, coupled with their never-ending willingness to help, they're much beloved by the people most affected by their effort and goodwill. So this is another kind of a more of a research type of Sagittarius, although you guys already kind of do that, but you know Virgo is once it has its eye on something, pretty much they like to get it done and diligently and try to do it perfectly to the end. But I feel like when you have that Sagittarius energy, you're not going to be as stickler about it. You're going to be like, oh, this is amazing. I need to get this done. But, you know, how we can come back to this for a little bit or, you know, like you can like analyze something but not get lost in being overanalyzed with stuff. So that brings some like softness to uh, to uh, Virgo, in my opinion. Okay, so we're coming down to the last two rising signs, and this is a Sagittarius born in the wee hours, Sagittarius with a Libra rising. So there's really a better mix in the politician and the diplomat. These people have an obliging concern and limitless energy that are cornerstones to their 
um, character, they're people-pleasing sweethearts who openly share what's on their mind. Or if someone also wants to pose a topic, that's fine too. Likeable Libra's obliging consideration for other tends to curb Sagittarius's temptation toward arrogance, and that's just one way these two signs complement each other. The interest these Sagittarians show in people is obviously genuine, adkin, tandem with Sagittarius, optimism, and winning ways. It leaves people speaking well of them long after they left the room. They've a knack for making good friends, and they often enjoy a close relationship with one or more of their siblings. The diplomatic one hand watches the other. Libra personality makes them glib, Sagittarius expert wheeler dealers. They're able to strike a bargain that benefits everyone equally. A major influence here is Libra's wait-and-see mentality, enabling them to overcome the Sagittarius impetuous, impetuous petuosity that otherwise might lead them to go off willy-nilly thinking that they prefer never mind facts so people willing climb willingly climb on board after these Sagittarians make it clear that there's a fair share for everyone and that's not to like about what's not like what's not to like about a people-pleasing winner anyway Sagittarius born in the wee hours are superb school teachers. They're natural at disseminating information, whether it's in a control tower or a dispatch office. And they're usually interested in a journalism because they love to get the scoop on people. Their curiosity is insatiable. Sometimes meddling is a favorite pastime and affords them and the humane interaction they crave. But these Sagittarians need to avoid letting their I don't want to be alone Libra mentality and they're just keep trying to please demeanor lock them into relationships that aren't supportive it's so easy for them to give people the benefit of the doubt that they end up accepting an empty I'm sorry for a legitimate apology that promises correction they need to remember that actions speak louder than words and that people who say I'm sorry but never make improvements are best left alone to their I can't help myself routine if these Sagittarians involve themselves in compatible relationships, they'll stand in the winner's circle with a bevy of friends and supporters applauding them. So <laughs> this is a um, placement that kind of softens the Sagittarius and actually they may, you know, they, this is like the relationship one because obviously Libras love to be in a relationship. We love it. We thrive on it. But also we have a bad thing of staying in a nasty, poor relationship that is doing us no favors, but instead breaking us down and making us emotionally and mentally exhausted. So with this Sagittarius, um, they can kind of get sucked into that a little bit. So again, this is a placement where you got to have healthy boundaries when it comes to your relationships and the people around you because you can end up putting up with shit because you're trying to people please uh, with that Libra energy um, that is not going to benefit you. So the last one here is Sagittarius born pre-dawn and this is a Sagittarius with Scorpio rising. A Sagittarius ego fueled by Scorpio's grab the handle, get up and go, gusto is fully stoked. These folks are a full throttle blast if you can keep up. There, there's never any time to waste. An endless list of things to do 
places to go and people to see keeps them hopping. And if they're Sagittarius, good judgment and Scorpio's insight, their lives are an eight-cylinder delight. They know that they want, they know what they want, uh, and they get it. This is that Scorpio energy and Sagittarius. And the green leaf effect of Scorpio adds fruitful stability to Leap and Lizzie Sagittarius. But it's anybody's guess as to how obvious these traits will be with the mysterious internalizing Scorpio veneer. Yes, there is a lot of energy here, but these people aren't likely to be seen prancing across the stage or rolling and twirling in the spotlight. They're still Pied Piper leaders of men. But they tend to inspire their followers and earn their loyalty in less obvious and many times unseen mysterious Scorpio ways. Sagittarians born pre-dawn are shirt off their backs generous. They're always willing to share, but that doesn't mean they're pushovers. To the contrary, they're always pretty quick to extricate themselves from unproductive situations. If things aren't going well and there's no plan for improvement, they'll remove themselves zip zip to pursue their tomorrow's another day destiny. And if their goal is well chosen, there's no reason they shouldn't go for the gusto carpe diem. Sometimes there's an intense look in their eyes and with dark hair, there's often a stunningly attractive red sheen. They do need to watch their weight, however. Scorpio is sometimes susceptible to weight problems that can be exasperated by Sagittarius's jolly old King Cole sweet tooth. With ears open and mouth shut, Sagittarius with Scorpio rising are born detectives. They absorb information quickly and they love intrigue. When they're journalists, they seek out purveyors of inside information or and corporate or governmental whistleblowers. Scorpio likes to get up close, feel things out, and experience life firsthand, but remember... Biting off more than you can chew can be deadly. Sagittarians with Scorpio rising need to count to 10 before they commit themselves. Yeah, because you already got fire with that. Then you got Scorpio with uh, who's also ruled by Mars. It's not a good way to piss somebody off, I can tell you that. But this is a very intriguing um, placement. I feel like you have that Sagittarius happy-go-lucky, as it mentioned, but you also have that sexy, mysterious, intuitive, Scorpio, you know, placement, the placement that is really investigative before it really, like, opens up to people. Um, I feel like this is a person that is, like, going to be very successful because they shoot for what they want and they get it, like it mentioned. So you can't go wrong with that. So that's the end of all the rising signs for Sagittarius. I hope you enjoyed that. So let's go ahead and jump into the Sagittarian um, horoscope. Uh, Let's see. Okay, I'm sorry. I have to try to get there, you guys. But I'm I'm working on it. I am working on it. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna have to check and see if they have a 2022 one because we are coming to the end of this one. So we will see what happens with that it's also kind of weird because they have it like 
Okay, here we go. Okay, so Sagittarius horoscope. Let's see. So the highlights, 2021 highlights for Sagittarius. And it falls in high there. Um, okay, so let me save this part because there's like two different parts of this book that are Sagittarius. Okay, so your highlight Sagittarians is love, money, wellness, friends and family. So let's see, for love, relationships don't have to be so serious, do they? In 2021, the answer is no and yes. With the Lunar North Node Destiny Point in Gemini, a meant-to-be bond around develop, perhaps in the afterglow or aftermath of 2020's event. But with sober Saturn and your ruler adventurous Jupiter mixing and mainly in your friendly 33rd house, you'll be torn. Part of your wants, um, yeah, part of your wants to lock things down, but not at the expense of your autonomy. Lovers may accuse you of keeping them at arm's length, and it's kind of true. Thanks to the karmic south node in Sagittarius all year, your lens is flipped and worth. First step, give yourself space to be authentic about what makes you feel happy and fulfilled. No, it might not be what society or, um, let's see, I'm sorry, I lost it. My cat, she tries to attack my phone and pull it off. You gotta stop it. No, okay? All right, so, no. <laughs> this is why I don't have them in the room, because she will yank my phone off, and this is what I do it. Um, you know, record the podcast with. So I might have to, yeah, I'm going to have to hold on, you guys. Okay, let's, <laughs> let's try this again. Oh my goodness. Here she comes again. But I know that if she goes, I have to get to Mary's and she's just going to start crying. Okay, so let's see. Where was I at? Okay, so it says, thanks to the karmic south node and Sagittarius all year, your lens is flipped inward. First step, give yourself space to be authentic about what makes you feel happy and fulfilled. No, it might not be what society or your lovers say is the right answer, but thanks to a rare pair of eclipses and your sign on May 26th and December 4th, you're ready to dig deep in the name of personal discovery. Once you're clear, Saturn... And Jupiter will support you in communicating your vision. You create and creating love by your own design. The the June 10th solar eclipse and Gemini activates relationship zone, which should make up your the status quo and spark a brand new chapter in um, armor. Uh, when Venus returns retrogrades at the year's end from December 19th until January 29th. Ooh, so that's coming up, guys. On 2022, money matters could become a sore spot. Buffer yourself from the breakdown in advance. Spend this year learning to object. Uh, I'm sorry, my cat is fucking with my feet. <sighs> okay. It says buffer yourself from the breakdown in advance. So that means, you guys, you better start saving some money right now. Spend this year learning to budget with your partner. Single, start setting clear boundaries with dates and would-be mates about who pays for what. Money. Um, last year's Capricorn cluster. Okay. Last year's Capricorn cluster, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, eclipses, and the South Node. 
but major emphasis on your second house of income, money was on your mind and not just because of the economic and pandemic um, turbulence. This year, only Pluto will linger in the seagoat sphere. If you're if you've been pondering a job change, you could finally make the leap. Some archers are ready to put better boundaries around your work so it doesn't spill into your free time 24-7. Innovative Uranus is well into its journey through Taurus and your sixth house of work and wellness. Many, many hands along with digital solutions and uh, apps can lighten your workload with Jupiter and Saturn in your zone of cooperation, partnering, partnering up with a sibling or a friend could open up your schedule while paving the way to prosperity. These power planets are also activating your teachings and communication skills. Write that advanced book, start your podcast, or share your skills through a webinar series. When Venus returns, when Venus turns retrograde from December 19th to 2021, I mean, <laughs> December 19th, 2021 to January 29th, 2022, make sure you have a cushion of unexpected expenses. So this is the second time it mentions that. So you guys better make sure you, you get that. Okay, so wellness healing is both an inside and outside job for archers in 2020. As the karmic south known treks through your sign, circumstances that are out of alignment with your core needs will be impossible to push through and endure. But this intense transit may force you to deal with shadowy emotions such as shame, grief, or your own people-pleasing tendencies as you learn how to take better care of yourself. A mindfulness practice can help you slow down and tune in. Your body will demand attention too. With Disruptor Uranus and Taurus and your sixth house of healthy routines, you can't spend all day hunching in front of a screen. Stop the self-care breaks, dial down stress by, by setting boundaries and creating privacy. Infuse exercise and nutritious meals into your daily schedule. If you don't, you could get a wake-up call from the November 19th lunar eclipse in the first in a healing two-year two series on the Taurus Scorpio axis, time is a precious commodity. Be choosy. Keep your schedule clear for well-paying opportunities that have sane deadlines. Remember, before you say no, always try negotiating a counteroffer. Okay, so friends and family, does it feel like everyone wants a piece of your time? You'll be quite the popular one this year thanks to your ruler Jupiter's tour through Aquarius and your Grealis third house. Exuberant archers were born with a raging sense of FOMO, but saying yes to uh, yes to too many things could seriously drain you in 2021. If you don't know what FOMO is, it's fear of missing out. I'm sure most of you do, but just in case. Boundary hound Saturn will crash into three ten squares with Uranus illuminating the importance of discernment. We know you want to have it all, Archer, but the desire could mean losing out on something or someone. Truly meaningful because you've overcommitted. It is time to cohabitate or change your living situation. Jupiter's brief visit to Pisces from May 13th to July 28th is an ideal window for dealing with domestic matters. Feeling pressure could become overwhelming, but you don't have to run away to deliberate yourself. Let this candid energy help you speak your truth and enlist your family's support ready to pull up the stakes to do renovations to your home while jupiter is in pisces mid-year you could get this mission in, in motion but it might take until 2022 before you take you make any major moves so i did an episode on um pisces and jupiter because we were in pisces and jupiter um 
we went there, uh, we were there on May 13th to July 28th, and then it retrograded and went back into um, Aquarius. Uh, uh, Pisces is a good placement in there because, of course, the ancient uh, ruler planet for Pisces was Jupiter, so it has Jupiter and Neptune as its rulers, so it is happy there. So that is actually a very good time to do anything. I'm trying to check and see, are we still there? Okay, yeah, so we're still in Aquarius, so we should be getting into Pisces soon. I'll have to look that up and talk about it next time. But if you want to hear about what it is for Jupiter to be in Pisces, please go listen to that previous episode down that explains more about it. Okay, so let's see. Um, Sagittarius Power Dates, which is Sagittarius New Moon, December 4th. Um, oh, which is a solar eclipse. <laughs> wow. Okay. So Sagittarius full moon, May 26th, which already passed. And the sun in Sagittarius, November 21st to December 21st, of course. All right. So let's go to the other part. And it says Sagittarius season begins November 21st. The worldly adventure of the horoscope wheel Sagittarius energy inspires us to dream big chase the impossible, and take fearless risks. So here are the affirmations for Sagittarius season is, I am the light of the world. I activate my regeneration. I aim towards seeing higher truth. I absorb the power of self-awareness. I ascend to spiritual maturity and healing. I trust each experience is for my highest good. I see the biggest picture. I am worthy because I exist. I perceive with the mind of the divine. I am at one with the universe. I decode beyond the veil of binary limitations. I activate and practice my gifts in service to the world. And the Sagittarius crystals are pyrite, which is if you're trying to manifest some money, that is the stone for you. Like if you mix, if you put pyrite, green adventuring, and <laughs> Citrine together, that is a straight up abundant fucking bundle, pretty much. I had this in around July, and I'm telling you, that's when I was manifesting money up the yin yang. Okay, so, anyways, um, invoke feelings of cheer, stimulates digestive and immune systems, helps you see the big picture. Uh, lapis lazuli encourages self-awareness and impressions activates the body's elimination process Ooh, i like how it's like more the physical stuff they're talking about okay so here is the sagittarius season journaling number one is how do i define abundance number two i feel comfortable taking risks in these areas of life number three i would like to be more adventurous in these ways Number four, my tra- my favorite travel companions are. And number five, how much is enough for me with money, love, etc. So that is it, you guys. So let's go ahead and do our Sagittarius um 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 oh my god. Sagittarius reading for this season and also if you guys wanted to know I don't know if I said the book but the book I just got done reading was the Astro Twins 2021 Horoscope by Ophira and Tally Edith um 
I just I found it at a store that I thought would be nice to add to the show. So I'm going to see if I get a 2022 one if it's already out. Okay, so let's go ahead and do a collective Sagittarius reading. This is, again, from this wonderful deck that I just bought called the Sacred Self-Care Oracle by Jill Pyle. I love it. I've been thriving with it, right? Okay, so what do we want to know for, so let's see, what's, what's the question? How can we take care of ourselves in this Sagittarius season that will get us closer to our highest self. Okay, let's see. Let's go ahead and do it. And then one more. And then we will go ahead and pull three cards to see what the universe wants us to know. Right? Okay. All right, so the first card. Ooh, I love this. So the first card is drink tea. You can never go wrong with that. The second card, ooh, sex. I love it. I love it, you guys. I love it. And then the third is use your hand. So before, of course, I read from the booklet because I just got this thing. So Unlike the other um, cards, um, like the show your light or something, one I don't know, I don't know them well, so I want to make sure. But this is what I'm gonna give you from my intuition, from what I see for these wonderful illustrations. Illustrations. So I feel like drinking tea means to basically nourish your body with amazing herbs that is going to support you in your healing journey and your self care journey in your goals of having a nutritious, healthy body, giving your body what it needs, herbs that really enhance, you know, like your intuition, your, you know, gut health, like anything that you're working on right now. And this one is pretty much like a no-brainer sex. Like having sex is healthy for your mind. It's healthy for your body and helpful to the soul for me. It's a way of connection to your partner, connection emotionally, connection mentally. Um, It just gives, you know, it just helps your body release tensions that were there. It just brings like that nice, wonderful, you know, like relaxation feeling, the happiness to, you know, like you feel vibrant, your skin is glowing. And then I would say for use your hands, this is about creation, creating things with your hands. Like, you know, it's showing a woman doing like work, uh, making a clay, you know, with a, like a vase. So like, you know, make, you know, something out of clay, make something with jewelry, make something, you know, with painting that's using your hands. So this is to me a wonderful Sagittarius reading. I mean, it pretty much speaks to everything. It's trying something new. Try something new, guys. So, you know what? I think, let's see. Let's go ahead and see what, excuse me. So I love that this booklet has um, mantras with it. So drink tea, it says mantra. I'm inspired by the wisdom of the plants and the beauty of ceremony. It says the preservation, preparation, presentation, and drinking of tea is an ancient ceremony. One that has a lot to do to teach us about the reverence and care we show our guests and 
in ourselves in simple moments. You can create your own personal ritual with any drink, whether it's tea, a smoothie, coffee, an elixir, or soda with the right intention and setting. By being incredibly present and now feeling sincere gratitude for the drink you are consuming and savoring the flavors and sensations fully, you can develop a simple sip into a mindful, awakened moment in your day. Making your setting where you enjoy your drink peaceful and beautiful, take the time to venture out of your of your usual preference and try a new cafe or a tea shop where you can experience some different types of tea. Make an adventure out of visiting a local tea house to learn more about the history and traditions of tea ceremonies. And the journal prompt for this is, it says, how do you feel when you drink tea or another beverage with intention? Taking the time to enjoy it without any distractions and focusing on all the flavors and feelings that arise. So this is amazing. This screams Sagittarius because it's about trying new tea houses and everything else and being attentive when it comes to doing your tea. And that's either with your friends, family, loved ones, or with yourself. And to me, um, this just screams like, you know, like whenever I have like a tea, it's called um, a root treat root tea. It has the other name like Merhura something, but I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's basically for the root chakra. And I love to take that tea. And especially in the new place that I'm at, I open the window, I sit in the sunlight and I just drink and look at nature and just really allow myself to feel, you know, to taste the mixture of herbs, to really feel the grounding of that tea because the root chakra is about being grounded feeling secure and everything else um and it just makes me feel really calm and present and good so let's go ahead and jump to sex okay it says the mantra is "Ooh, i am experiencing the cosmic orgasm i love it it says there is a deep well of joy bliss and healing available to us through sex when it is treated as a sacred experience of divine union to achieve the deepest states of pleasure and connection we must have an open heart and body trust and be able to hold the frequency of pure presence tune into your body's innate wisdom to, to uncover what kind of sexual experiences or lover you would like to call in through this reflection, acknowledge your sexual history, and be honest with yourself about any limiting beliefs, blocks, or trauma you need to work through. If there is a lot of, to un- unpack here, you may need to seek the support of a professional as you grow comfortable exploring your own body and your lover's body, as well as expressing your unique essence, desires, and emotions, you will find additional layers of pleasure. Sex is one of the most incredible ways to cultivate your potent life force energy, also known as kundalini or shakti, which you can channel into all areas of your life. I've heard of kundalini, which is a snake rising inside you, but I haven't heard of shakti, so I'm going to have to look at that. Journal prompt, what kind of sexual experiences would you like to call into your life? So if you have a partner, this is your time to, like I said, you can connect. But I also think this works well with um, self-pleasure as well. So don't hesitate. Get out your vibrator. Play with yourself. Um and really connect to what you're feeling, connect to like that overwhelm of, you know, pleasure of kind of allowing yourself to ascend into ecstasy. Um, and with if you have a partner, allow yourself to connect with them and truly, you know, like it says, be vulnerable, be open. Sex is not the time to be, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do to just 
let it happen. Let it come out. Let those pleasures come out. Let whatever emotions you're feeling come out of you and express it to your partner. Express it to yourself, honey, if you don't have a partner. So um, I think this that's amazing um, to me. And I always recommend definitely don't overthink. Don't be in your head with sex. Just truly open yourself up to this person because if you're allowing me, if you're allowing them in your body, you should be able to allow yourself to really open and be vulnerable with them and connect and go into ecstasy together. So that's how I look at it. So the last one is use your hands and the mantra is I create magic with my hands. Ooh, I love that. Um, reconnect with the magic that comes from creating with your hands. What do you feel called to make or fix? Sign up for pottery, woodworking, or class blowing class, or anything else that picks your curiosity and reminds you how empowering it can be to create your reality with your own two hands. Get crafty and do some do-it-yourself projects. Maybe bring new life and color into an old piece of furniture by repainting it or make some original art to adorn your walls and beautify your home. Is there something broken around the house that's an easy fix that can that you could do on your own or with a little help? Even just getting yourself hands dirty by weeding a flower bed or tightening the screws on a loose door hinge will give you an incredible feeling of accomplishment that will fuel your confidence as you tackle bigger and more complex issues in your life. Your journal prompt is when when is the last time you are crafted you crafted something with your hands and how did it make you feel? Cuz I know when I create it really makes me feel good. Cuz I'm like, wow, I did this. You know, I'm really proud and I feel really you know like I accomplished something and yeah. So that is it. I hope you guys enjoyed that reading because I think that was amazing and perfect for the Sagittarius season. So um, you guys, truly, I can't say how much I appreciate you guys enough. And I truly care for you guys. I truly enjoy learning and helping you learn things and learning with you guys because I'm not perfect either. Um, I also, if you would like a reading from me, I do have my... Um, business my astrology business up because as I mentioned before I was doing some um, readings some natal chart readings for free and it's a lot of work and uh, you know I would people would like ask me to go into like above and beyond and I would do that because I love to help people and then I'm not really getting paid for my gifts and um, if you guys it's not expensive at all um, but it's basically on Facebook. It's called the Magic of the Stars. Um, it's only twenty five dollars um, because I'm not going to charge high because basically I'm you know I just got my certificate. I'm also in two other astrology classes now for advanced astrology as well as relationship synergy um, astrology as well. So. Um, I'm working on that. I'm almost, I'm almost done with a lot of my things, but I've just been kind of taking this month to rest because I had gotten information overload in October, and um, but I still want to do natal charts, and that's why I'm charging cheap uh, because I'm still a beginner, of course, but I will not guide you the wrong way, I promise. Um, I want to help you guys the best that I can. I also offer relationship advice with whoever your partner's sign is. Um, and that's only $15. And then if you want to know how to, uh, like how your the placement of what burns calories in your chart, 
I, I can use that. I do that too. That's just an extra five on top of the needle chart and that will just make it $30. So, um, if you like, come, you know, like support me, I'd love to do, I love to do needle charts for people. Um, I love to help people understand themselves. Cause I'm telling you, I feel like after learning astrology as a whole, it truly opened me up more about myself more than ever. And I feel like it's been helping me move toward that guidance and the, and my higher self to be honest. So I love you guys so much. And that's again, magic of the stars on Facebook. Um, you can book me up there and all that good stuff. You can even message me up there if you like. So I hope you guys have a amazing Thanksgiving. You guys are officially in the holiday season I can't believe Thanksgiving is literally tomorrow. Um, I am going to be enjoying it with my family, as I mentioned, um, in the morning. And then later on at night, we are having a Friendsgiving with friends. So um, I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. Stay safe with Black Friday, please. Uh, I'm more of a, um, what is it, the Monday one um, for the for the online stuff. I can't, I'm having a brain fart. I can't even think. Um, it starts with something M, something Monday. I can't think of it though, but yeah, I'm not going to probably do too much in person. Plus there's already been sales in person, but I definitely am going to head out. I need to do my movement, uh, for the day. That was actually my reading this morning, uh, was to move my body. Um, and I got to finish grabbing some things for my mom for Thanksgiving. Um, so Again, have a wonderful and safe and happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys. I truly love you guys. <laughs> like, truly, you guys are in my heart. And if you truly want to help me, please subscribe or like this podcast um, or follow. It's, you know, it's so hard to subscribe, follow, whatever. They've changed it on Apple. I know that much. Leave a comment even, please. To let me know what you like, dislike, what you want to hear, what you want to see more of, and what you can do without. So um, this is just only the beginning of Sagittarius season, you guys. I will be back after the holidays with the Sagittarius wellness. So um, you guys take care, uh, be safe, and happy Thanksgiving. I love you guys so much. Bye.